And that's why I share my syllabus first is because yes. I don't want it to feel like sneaky. Right. I don't want it to feel like, right. oh, you, okay, cute, you made these things. Right, and like, this is this is the real This rules. is the real thing. Right. Yeah, that happens right. a lot. I right. want them to really feel feel ownership of it. Right. I'm also, when, when I ask about the safe space, I let them have, you know, they don't have to share all of what they wrote or all of what they drew. Sure. They, they can choose the option of like an imagined place because mm-hmm. some students like don't have a place they feel safe in right. um, or have never had that. Or maybe that place is really like special to them that you don't want to share all the details. Oh, completely. Mm-hmm. So doing that carefully, I think is important. Thanks for joining us on Teachers Changing Teaching. Today, we discuss an answer to the question, how do I build community, set expectations, and engage students with course content during the first two weeks of school? Here are your hosts, Dr. Jamie Collins, Natalie Davey, and Rachel Evans. Hi, welcome back to our Answer Podcast. My name's Jamie Collins. I'm Rachel Evans. And I'm Natalie Davey. There it is. (laughs) We are so glad that you came back for the answer to the question. And what I really appreciate about this question is that it's very focused. First two weeks. That's what we're thinking about. What is happening within our first two weeks? Rachel, would you read our question for us again, please? So my question was, in the first two weeks of school, how do I build classroom community, set expectations, and engage students in course content? Fabulous. Thank you. Uh, Let's talk about the community component first. Natalie, would you give us some practical things you do in the first two weeks to develop community? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, just before we started the podcast, Natalie said, Rachel goes first. <laughs> I'm a really good listener. Sometimes. I can say some things, but Rachel say better things first. No, no. Everyone has good things. <laughs> that was just so funny. Sorry about that. Long, awkward silence. Had a backstory. Rachel, <laughs> yes. what do you have to say about building community the first two weeks? Okay, so this is goes into both community and building expectations. Good, those are connected. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. Um, so I don't do this the first day. Pause for just a second. Okay. Let's think about that for just a minute here. The fact that we are using expectations, mm-hmm. communicating them, showing how we do them in order to build community. Right. We're not just trying so hard, crossing our fingers at community forums, and then the expectations of the things that we do to feel like we're good classroom management, right? Man, classroom managers. But we're using these things as the ebb and flow together mm. to cultivate the kind of classroom that we want, right? They, they interact. Yeah. Because I was, even when you asked the question in another podcast, I was seeing them as very separate. But now that you mentioned that, I'm understanding mm. the power of putting them together. Mm. Yeah. And, but also like not community to, not building like fake community Community for for the sake of community. Right. Right. We're all going to be here and we're all going to have this dysfunctional connection and be together. Right. Just so that helps me like manage what you're doing with your bodies. Sure. And you feel like I care about you. Right. Right. Or you think this is cool. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So your community and expectations, Rachel, talk to us about that. Okay. So I don't, this is not something I do like the first day, but maybe the middle or end of like the first week. Mm -hmm. Um, 
where we're, you know, people kind of know each other's names. They've had like a feel of the vibes, um, in my room, but I'll have a day where first I share the expectations I have in my syllabus. Mm. Okay. Um, like these are not debatable. These are, these are things like we will be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to be respectful. We are going to use kind words. We are going to all of these things. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then, um, I want, and I do that because then I want students to take ownership of some of our expectations mm. and I want them to come up with some of their own. Um, but I don't want them. I want them to know that I also have things that I'm, I'm going to say we're going to do. Do they come up with their own expectations for themselves or for the classroom? Yeah. Is that what you're going to I was going to ask that. Too. Oh, for the classroom. For the classroom. For the classroom. Do you, so, you take what they say and add them to your expectations? Or is it just. Make, okay. We make um, posters of them. Oh, cool. so let me tell you about what we do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That'll be easier for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. And, and then you can question, follow question. up questions. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So the, the first, after I share the syllabus, then I have them write or draw a picture of a place where they have felt safe or a place they would imagine feel safe. Um, and I give them some time to do that. And then they'll share that with maybe like two to four other people. And they don't have to, I say, you don't have to share everything, but share a couple things and notice what is similar in what everyone's sharing about their safe space. Okay. So then they share Mm -hmm. about their safe space with a a small group Mm -hmm. and they notice what's similar, what's different. Right. Um, Nope. Just what's similar. Just what's similar. Just what's similar about their safe space. And then they write those qualities on a post-it and every group sticks one to three post-its on the whiteboard. Oh, okay. And then I go through and I read all of them aloud. Yeah. Here's, if we're thinking about safe space, um, here's some of what that looks like to the people in this room, in this class Mm. right now. Mm. So then um, I say, we, we want this classroom to feel safe for people to be able to do their work and to right. show their writing and to have like interesting ideas and to ask questions. Right. The purpose of, of why we're doing all of this. Right. 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 So then so important to do. Um, well in their groups again, they take, they look at all of those post-its we have of all of the qualities that their safe space has and they make expectations for our classroom. That's great. It's not just imagine them from your own mind. Mm-hmm. Right. But anchor it to a specific idea of a safe space. Okay. Now think about what we can have that mimics that or causes that, that to come into ours. Creates that here. Um, so then it, that's building community and also setting expectations that they have ownership over. Mm. Um, and I, then we like put them on a poster and for the first, next like couple of weeks, I'll, we'll like read through them every day. So we're revisiting sure. those Love things. That. Love that. So that's my answer. Yeah. I do a classroom norms with when I'm doing um, the classes that I teach that are going to have some really sensitive subjects around um, racism, sexism, right. you know, genderism, all those. Um, we do that. Right. We create that. I, I have been hesitant to do it with my teacher prep courses, and I'm asking myself why. Um, as we're having this conversation, mm. you know, should I have that in there or should I not? That's what I've been thinking about as you guys are talking. I'm mm. um, wondering, 
I think too, the question comes up about age appropriate. Can I do this with my seventh graders? Right. Can I do this with my 12th graders? Um, Can I do this with little ones? And I think you can do expectations with all of the ages. Mm. It looks different. Right. How I entree a 12th grader into this conversation is different than a second grader. Right. Yes. But I think that all humans in our classroom um, have a capacity to do some of this work on some level. Mm. Yes. Even and if not full-blown posters and ex- articulated expectations. Right. Right. There can be. We're all in this together and let's create. Let's continue. Let, you are part of creating some of the structure of this classroom. Yeah. yeah. Not all of it. Not all of it. And that's why I share my syllabus first is because yes, I don't want it right. to feel like sneaky. Right. I don't want it to feel like, right. oh, you, okay, cute. You made these things. Right. And pulled like, this is, you. this is the real, this rules. is the real thing. Right. Yeah, it happens right. a lot. I right. want them to really feel, feel ownership of it. Right. I'm also, when, when I ask about the safe space, I let them have, you know, they don't have to share all of what they wrote or all of what they drew. Sure. They, they can choose the option of like an imagined place because mm. some students like don't have a place they feel safe in yeah. right. um, or have never had that. Or maybe that place is really like special to them. that They don't want to share all the details. Oh, completely. Mm-hmm. So doing that carefully, I think is important. Right. Absolutely. Right. Natalie. I think of, okay. So when, when I think about how I'm setting my expectations for the year and how I'm wanting them to lead into the community development work that we're doing together, I think a lot about what my beliefs about education are and how I want like education and how it feels in my classroom to feel different because I believe that it can transform their lives so much. Yeah. So at my worst, I want it to point to me, unfortunately, but at my best, (laughs) I want it to enable them to engage in really rich learning. And that's where my expectations come from, which also leads us in our classroom community because I know that community shapes everything. I mean, everything. And it's just very, it's practical that it's, once you leave high school, it's everywhere. It's everything that you do. When you're in high school, it's everywhere. It's everything that you do. How that practically plays out is they'll turn and work and I will tell them what's the first expectation. Respect yourself. say that right away. Oh yeah. And I'll I'll say it to their face. (laughs) And then I'll ask, okay, were you following the first expectation? And they'll say no. And then I'll say, okay, well, then you do it again. Yeah. And you'll take it for full credit again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I talk to them a lot about my philosophy behind the expectations. I also talk to them about how I try to use our class time, um, efficiently as well, because I want to honor their time that they're in my room and that we have a lot to cover. And, um, so how, how I want them to lean into that and it's been successful so far. So hopefully, you know, keeps going. Um, is that I'm not going to, I'm really going to seek this year to take care of the work that we're doing and not waste your time. You say that to them? Yeah. Um, and I'll tell them like, I value you so much and I value the work that we're doing so much that I am not going to going to meander on through kind of a thing. Sure. So, um, do they so- respond well to that? They do. And do I'm they always care. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just being real. Oh no. Like, I, do they hear that? And it seems like they care. They're just like, mm-hmm. I see them. I see their eyes kind of like pop a little bit because I also, you know, at our school, 10th grade is the first 
year that they're in the actual high school building. In okay. ninth grade, they're still in the junior high. Okay. And so to me, I think they appreciate somebody just leveling with them, just yep. being honest. Yeah. Like I'm treating you like an adult. You're in high school and I'm, here's me taking back the curtain. We have a lot of work to cover and we can't do that in 180 days. Yeah. Honestly, we can't, there's too much to do. So I have to be really efficient as your teacher. And that means we have to commit to doing really good work together. And you have to learn how to respect yourself. Otherwise we won't grow in our learning. And they're like, Oh, okay. So I, I really focus on trying to give them the philosophy as I go through the expectations. When I like that you circle back to it, I think that's, and this goes into not just the first two weeks, but the whole school year mm-hmm. is keeping, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Keeping those expectations and saying like, no, you didn't meet that. Right. So try again until right. you can meet that. Or here's Ooh. and accepting that you are going to have to be the protector of those expectations. Right. The, the one who's holding them accountable. Right. You, you know, that's why you have you to just make- say them and suddenly It'll all work out. Right. And for your sake, please hear this. Make, make your expectations simple. 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 And because <laughs> you'll go down this rabbit trail of, oh, now I have 12 expectations. Well, you're going you're gonna to get lost in those 12 expectations. How is your student going to follow them? Yeah. So just keep them very simple. Three or four. Yeah. Three or yeah. four. Simple. To I, the point. I found my um, syllabus from my pre-service coursework. Yes. It was like six pages. <laughs> I, I remember that syllabus. <laughs> what too much. Because uh, for our classroom management class, you had to do your classroom management part of your syllabus. Yeah. And I remember I remember reading yours, Rachel. Oh, no. Yeah. And you know what? You know, honestly, can I tell you honestly what I thought at that moment? I didn't have Natalie in that class, just for the record. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not playing favorites. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like you're playing favorites. I'm very nervous right now. <laughs> no, this is what I thought. I thought... This person has so much potential. This person has uh, sees teaching and education for like the big ideas mm. and the story behind teaching and learning. And it's going to be interesting to see how she figures out how to make it happen. I mm, honestly wow. remember saying that. Oh, wow. Well, now my syllabus is like front and back of a page. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> From six to two. Mm-hmm. From six to two. That's our girl. And that includes like my email address. And right. Like the school logo and stuff. Right. Yeah. I'm thinking of hacking down mine too. It's my syllabi. It's tricky so to know what. Huge, but what do you keep? What yep. to include and what <laughs> well, not to include And what syllabi become our, listen, you have to do this because I told you on the syllabus. Right. And right. it comes from, and for me, especially working with adults, it becomes what was in the syllabus. So I yeah. can't expect this or you can not, you uh, you can be removed from the course. Cause I did say uh, the number of absences and you exceeded them, you know, like mm. that, but which of those do you want to keep? Right. And then how also in our syllabus, how do we use language? Is it over dominating? Mm. Yeah. Is it positioning students as um, the bodies that we're managing? Mm. Is it positioning them as one learners as part of our community space? We have to be really intentional about our language and I'm not that a student's going to sit down and be like, I appreciate the language of this syllabus, <laughs> but I think no. it sets the tone. It does. It causes us to, from the get go, um, think about how we're positioning students. Right. Do you share your syllabus on the first day of class in mm-hmm. your courses? Jamie? I, I do not pass out my syllabus and say, and talk through it. Mm-hmm. I, in my survey, um, I, 
early course survey. This is what I've started doing. In my early course survey, I have them write their name to say that they have read it. And then I move forward as if I am assuming that they have read it. Right. Mm -hmm. I will put in my first few assignments components of the rubric that give them credit for abiding by conventions that I outlined in the syllabus so that there is some accountability wrapped in. Right. But then that also does, I'm assessing someone's reading of my syllabus, mm-hmm. not learning of that content. So I struggle with that a little bit. Mm. Um, but I move forward and talk to them as if they have. I accept though, the reality is a very small percentage have read it. Right. And that can be challenging. Mm. Um, and it's also hard with a high school class, they're sitting down and they're like, it is syllabus day. Right. Yeah. Middle school, junior high, it is syllabus day. Um, in college, it's pass out the syllabus, quick talk and leave or jump right in. Right. Right. It's, yeah. There's not this, oh, set the tone, professor. <laughs> right. Or, oh, yes. Like, explain to me your expectations and explore them with me. Like, there's also that environment that I, I struggle with. Because um, there is a really powerful narrative of what university course should be. Right. Yeah. You can, I can push back against that, but not on day one. But at the same time, I only have them three times, some of them two, sometimes one time a week. And so how quickly do we jump into that work? And how much it's just easier, honestly, to do what they expect. Come Mm. in, sit down, lecture. It's easy Mm. in the sense of I don't have to push back against them. It's hard in the sense of, I know that that's not effective. Right. And it's not you. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Then, yeah, yeah. That's a part of it. Right. Um, and then how much is this? The kids are exhausted because I'm changing it every time they come in. Right. And they're like, I just want a lecture that I can take notes. Right. <laughs> or I just want it to be really basic and like straightforward. Right. And you're doing, you're constantly making us talk and interact and I'm tired. Yeah. I came to sit and take, I think we all they said on some level, but sure. I, I struggle with this. Like I'm thinking of my first two classes instead of first two weeks, first two classes. Mm. Yeah. Right. And that's the university level of it. What am I doing with my first two classes to set the tone? Right. Um, and teaching adults is different than teaching adolescents. It is. And teaching my sophomores or my freshmen, mm. very different than teaching my mm-hmm. um, Second semester juniors mm-hmm. who are going into student teaching. Right. We've talked about that before. Just the whole identity shift of this is who I've decided I'm going to be. This is what I'm going to do. I've actually elected to pay for this. All of that is wrapped up right, in right. higher education. Right, right. Versus this is a developmental psychology course about how people develop over time. And I need the information because this is a course requirement with my, common, with my core courses, right? Right. It's very different than... This is the classroom all about planning and instruction to be a teacher. And that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Right. It's a very different level. And I think it's a different syllabus, right? It's Mm -hmm. a different structure. Right. Um, So yeah, that's what I've been thinking about as we've been talking about really good ideas that I'm thinking through how we can use. Um, And then you guys mentioned just as a source of, as a sense of review, you don't bring course content until end of the two weeks or after end of the two weeks or beginning of the third. Yeah. yeah. And Same. it's just the first unit. You just jump right in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Great. Thanks guys. Yeah, thanks Great for ideas. listening. Yes. Thanks so for as you're, listening. As you're thinking about and planning your, um, we're recording this in summertime. Um, I don't know when you're listening, but we're recording this during summertime. And so um, whenever you are able to listen and think about your either first couple weeks or the um, how you want to go back and start afresh because you can 
anytime. Yeah. Go yeah. back in and say, scratch it. Yeah. We're moving forward in this way. Yeah. You really can do that. Um, it's challenging, but you can do it. We're so glad you've listened to Teachers Changing Teaching today. Today at school or as you prepare, consider this. What is the why behind your expectations for students? And what benefits could a mid-year reset bring to your classroom? We wish you the best, and we'll see you soon.